All right, all right, Phil I am. It's good to see you, my friend. I have another installment of the Great Heavy Music Podcast for you to indulge me. I welcome you to the show and hope you are well today. How are you, my friend? Great. That's good to hear. Great. I've missed you. You're beautiful. And I have a tale to regale you with. Would you care to listen to me tell you the tale? of going to see Cold at Revolution Live in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, Ooh, venue name drop must have been decent. It was a wonderful spot. I love Revolution Live in Lauderdale. If you get a chance and you're ever down on the eastern seaboard of the United States down my way, buddy, Revolution Live is a home run. That is where Gabe and I saw Sabaton and Hammerfall a few years ago. I saw um, Leprous there. And then just this oh, past nice. weekend, the day before Easter, actually, on Kurt Cobain's anniversary of his death, we saw April 8th, Cold. And that's a band I have liked since I was, God, just a young pup. Just a young pup? A young puppy listening to rock, thinking I'm cool in like the early high school years. You were not cool. Not cool at all, but man, did I think I was. 1998, 13 Ways to Bleed on Stage came out. And I have that, I still have that physical CD. You recall this song, Just Got Wicked? Yeah. You remember this one? Yep. I have this one downloaded or uploaded to my old Xbox when we play NHL hits together. Remember that? Oh man, that was a throwback. What a great God, game. And then to this, I, I had this whole CD uploaded to that, and it was so fun to bash people through the boards to this album. Absolutely. Fuck Mario Lemieux, let's kick his ass. I hate him. I can't wait to get the fire. He's a rat bastard. He is a bastard. I love beating the Penguins. So let me lay it down for you. Very cool 20th anniversary tour of their album, Year of the Spider which was the album right after this one. And the way that it went, and I really didn't know, I didn't look anything up, shocker, you know, me, not a planner. I went into this going, oh, okay, are they going to play the whole You're the Spider album? And one of the people with me, again, it was Jen and I and Rick and Katie, we went over and she said, I think it's the whole album, but I'm not sure. And now I've read some things online that makes it look like it's not. So I kind of was ready for the whole You're the Spider, but then when she told me it wasn't, I was like, oh, this is this is great, actually, because there are other songs that I like more than the ones on these album, on this album. Fast forward, we're in there, and it was great. It was a combination of both. They played the full You're the Spider album, save for maybe two songs, and he gave a little bit of explanation between each one, and, and he um, played a different version of one, which was really cool. And then they took a 10, you know, 10 or 15 minute break, and then they came back and he played like another set. They played like eight or nine more songs of their whole rest of their discography of all the other shit that I okay. wanted to hear. That's cool. So it was really, really, really great. I mean, I had heard in the past that they were having some problems with the sound guy, like their, their sound just wasn't right live. I didn't experience that at all. I, I thought they sounded great, just like the albums. Um, Awesome. Yeah, it, it was a great time, and you know, just for the to, to spice it up for people who weren't there, there's some general observations that I'll make. First, I've never seen 
a singer kick a guy out, but during one of the most heartfelt songs, I can't recall if it was about his sister getting cancer or about another tragedy, but there's a lot of hurt in this guy's heart. And he grew up in Jacksonville, Florida, and apparently there was a big influence in this album of Ear of the Spider was just kind of a lot of tragedy. And he was singing a very heartfelt song in a very uh, acoustic style, very limited music accompaniment. And some asshole was just shouting stuff over and over and over. And unintelligibly, like just hammered. And he stopped the song and was like, what the fuck is this guy doing up here? And he really was ruining the experience for many other people in the, in the audience. We were down on the floor and he was there. So they stopped the set and he goes, this guy's about to get his ass kicked. And, and this guy's got to be in his middle 40s now or even early 50s. But he's still pretty hardcore. And uh, security came down and, and tossed the guy. No questions asked. They just came down and tossed him. So he was he was gone, and that was like maybe the fifth or sixth song in. And over to my left, about three songs in, was some decent mosh pitting, like pretty rough. Oh yeah. And and um, there's a lot I have to say about this. Actually, first, for anyone who's listening to this, who our target target audience is younger folks who don't know anything and don't have a resource about where to turn for for metal. Listen, youngsters, if you're going to mosh, go to a metal show. Do not yeah. mosh at rock shows. They're sloppy. I never moshed at a rock show, but all of, you always said that it's uh, out of fucking control. It's just, I mean, I'll, they're so sloppy. Everybody is so hammered. And I was in it. I mean, I moshed for probably three songs. I had a couple knockdowns, so I'm feeling pretty good about myself. But, I, I you know... It just wasn't, it's too much, these guys get too much fucking space, they move too fast, they start throwing elbows, and without a doubt, second to the music, music is my favorite part, but second to music, there was a guy in the pits who had to have been 45, 320 pounds, and he came down halfway through the set, and he was obliterated, just so wildly blackout hammered and he came down and he was just kind of looking around and he and he's tr- you could tell he was a little late to the party because that we had mosh for like three or four songs and then it slowed down but he was just kind of trying to stir it up again you know when the songs weren't appropriate for that and he kept fa- <laughs> he, he kept falling down and i'm not even joking you by the last two or three songs i went the, the way the venue's laid out the the pissers are upstairs so for like the last two or three songs, I went up because I wanted to take a piss before the crowd saw the last two or three songs from the top deck to just kind of people watch and then get out of there. And they played Just Got Wicked. And this guy got his shit clocked at least three or four <laughs> times. And I'm not even joking you. I think this guy broke his fucking hip or his low back. Because he, oh my God. <laughs> he was getting... Dude, next time you see Katie, please talk to her about this guy. And then we, and then we saw him later... He managed to stumble his way back up. He was in the VIP section. I guess they have, like, bottomless drinks in the upstairs VIP. But he was up there, and he looked like he was going to fall over the fucking rail. He, he found the bottom. He, he really did. He, all I'm picturing is him talking to his wife like Randy talks to Sharon Marsh the next day. Oh, yeah. But, and he's like, you just don't understand me, Sharon. And she's like, you can't even walk, Randy. Yeah, well, yeah I guarantee they were trying to talk about it. Like, just stay up there. We, we spent good money up for this. And he's like, no, I don't want to get out. I got to get down there. Sloppy ass. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, just let him go. 
I guarantee someone's trying to stop them, and then someone who knows and really loves it as well. Yep, hundred percent. And then they all watched in awe as he just got. I'm telling you, this guy, and he's probably like six three. So when you fall at six three onto a hard floor from standing, probably not even joking, you dude, a dozen times over a half hour. The guy was just. He had to be waking up with his complete lower extremities black. I get, yeah, I guarantee he's he's probably he's probably right now still hating life. Oh, definitely, definitely. Injury happens. Yeah, and you don't go to he, work. I mean, he explain. might not ever be the same. It's so <laughs> true. You take a bad fall. It's, you might be degraded. Yeah, so true. Yeah, he's got permanent wear and tear on that engine. So he he definitely. <laughs> was a highlight but yet yeah, takeaway if you're gonna mosh for the first time do it at metal shows get comfortable get familiar with a group that actually knows what they're doing and then and only then if you want at a rock show do it but these rockers too just too hardcore thankfully i didn't catch any black eyes but and i didn't get knocked down but man it was a mess um That's awesome. <laughs> it but, also sounds more badass when you say you mosh that cow decapitation than like say Creed or something. It just sounds. <laughs> yes. People, people don't know think you're more badass anyway. No, but, but it's actually a much. It's a much safer yeah. environment at Cattle Decapitation. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I was not in fear of actually getting injured at not too much of cattle when I was doing. It. I got hit in the face once by accident, but it wasn't that bad. But then when you fall, everyone was helping you out. Yes. Helped you back up. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and there were to some in, in some respects the rockers at this one did help people up when they hit the deck and that All was right. you know but but it's it's just different it's very different there's just too much alcohol in the in the rock pits but back to the music great great band so they played every song i wanted them to play um if you're listening to this now i think there's still quite a bit left in their tour they were worth every penny tickets were like twenty dollars or something ridiculous uh they were. They played some stupid girl. Stupid girl. They played. I mean, that that's on. Uh, You're the spider. They played. Yeah. You're my tragedy, which was great. That's this one. Wasted years, which was great. Um, the day Seattle died about Kurt Cobain's suicide. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, sad happy. That's a great one too. Sad happy. And then they played kill the music industry. That's where the pits got a little sloppy on that one. <laughs> Yes, actually. I mean, they, they put out one in 2019 that they only played one song from, I think, which is fair. It wasn't, you know, a world beater, but they have an album called A Different Kind of Pain that came out after Year of the Spider that I really love. And they played the title track, A Different Kind of Pain, which is a great song. So, yeah, man, it's. It was a really great time and, and something from my nostalgia that absolutely did not disappoint. I fully supported it. And I'm, I'm glad I just remembered this. It was it was cool, too, because despite the chaos of tossing the guy and the ape shit mosh pitting, the lead singer made comment multiple times that we were a great crowd, in particular because of the audience participation and the moshing. And he was just like, you could tell he was smiling about how intense and he even made mention at the end to say, we're playing a couple extra songs because this crowd is so damn good. And we've told other crowds, trust me, you don't deserve it. And we've left. So, you know, it, it was cool because this guy, he, he strikes me as like the Michael Stipe of 
rock and roll, like heavy rock. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, in both physical appearance, thin, shaved head, white guy, but also the music is like emotional for him. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Like the performance is as much for him as it is for us an expression of he needs to get this off his chest and this is the only way he knows how. Like this is poetry to him. So Yeah, I guess that explains why he's like, fuck you if you're like a shitty crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you could tell like he was it was feeding him and fueling him as it was us and it was a very reciprocal show and that was beautiful. It was just, yeah, man, I... Maybe if, if somebody had gone and didn't like them as much as I do and did, they wouldn't have taken away so much from it. But for me, it was really a great show, really an impactfully great show. Awesome, man. I'm, I was happy for you when you hung in your season. We used to jam out so much that you had a spider out back in the day. Definitely. I was like, that's, that was such, such a perfect concert for you to see, man. It's so awesome. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Grateful to go see them, and then, oh, I should mention the we only got there for one of the opening acts, and they did a really nice job. I think it was called Divide the Fall. Let me jog them for a second. Yeah, Divide the Fall was the name of the band, and they had a song called Fake Love that they played that was pretty damn catchy. Then you say it's not enough Should've known from the start that you leave me in the dark I'm sick of this fake love, fake love I don't know man No, me neither Divide the Fall And then they had another song that I really like called Broken um, So yeah, I mean, it was worth I work supporting those guys If everybody's listening and wants to check them out Very cool band and they're independent and doing their own thing and working full-time jobs. I even said that on stage. He's like, we're on tour for three months and we got to go back to full-time jobs. So whatever you do to support us, we appreciate you. And that, and that was cool. That's wild, man. That, that boy's on mind, man. You have to be so dedicated to something like that. Because that's not really how you make a living. It is, but it's, it's just mostly a hobby. It's not really how you make a living, I guess. Yeah, it's just the and, passion. Uh, so, yeah, once again, it speaks to why you might be like, all right, fuck it. Right. I'm out here, Boston. I'm out here, like, I don't know. That's right. I'm taking time away from my family and my daily life to do this yeah. for you, assholes. You're fucking like this. Yeah, exactly. I would be a shitty front man because I would be so much. I'd be like, such a dick to any crowd that was shitty. Um, yeah. So which, I wouldn't be. Which, hearkening back I, to I an earlier. I can't early, be the PR guy. Hearkening back to an earlier episode we did about the Gemini Syndrome show, you know, kudos to them. And an even earlier one to Ueda for playing at a shitty venue that I was at with nobody, and they still put forth a good show. That, that's that to me is impressive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, because you're still like, hey, we're here. There's still people. There's still some people, and they play the funny see us. So, I mean, you got you got to try. <laughs> you yep. know, you got to make the best of it. You know? Even if it looks like we're in grandma's awesome. bedroom and there's like our cousins here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If I don't know what the shit thing you've ever been to is because that one, but I've been the one that was like a fucking. It wasn't like a basement. It was a basement. <laughs> Baltimore. And 
This I forgot this band's name was like Night. I swear it was Night. It wasn't Night Rose because that's a metal um, that, or metal band that we covered. It was something like that. And they were so heavy and like it was like some weird hardcore shit. And it was it was so much energy and it was so cool and it, it stuck out to me after all these years. I'll never fucking figure out who they were. You know, and which speaks to I guess the inherent uh, passion, artistic expression, because they probably never made it in any real sense. And uh, but yeah, they were just jamming out so much, and I was like, this is a cool show, even though this place smells like a foot. And it's in someone's basement, and I, I just I guess that kind of you know when the Gemini stuff reminds me of that a little bit. You when, were, when we had talked about that. You were the Foot Clan. Yeah, absolutely. We were gonna yeah, we we're gonna just steal things all over New York City. <laughs> Old, old, really thick televisions. <laughs> yeah, we have this warehouse. We're all skateboarding, smoking cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's so great. That's classic. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, buddy. So I, I know what you mean. I, I, you gotta love a band, or yes, a band that can that is willing to put their all into it. Just a little bit like, well, this place is kind of shit, but let's let's make it work. Yeah, let's fucking rock this place. And, and another one I should mention I should end on with Cold is they played Suffocate and that was a really great one they played all, all, the, all the hits dude they played all the stuff it was really great Suffocate yeah and I, they also played She Said from uh, oh yeah 13 Boys Blue that's another great song they had the piano out there I mean just and I didn't realize that they were a five piece he sings two, dr- two guitarists a bassist and a drummer and uh, lady bassist and she's awesome I mean Really, great band. So, anybody out there, go see Cold and support the opening acts, too. Hell yeah, dude. Phil, you're the man. Always good to talk to you about this stuff. Do you have any shows on the horizon before we disconnect, or are you pretty much just scouting things No, out? I need a... I need... Well, I got a bunch of Mark who's, like, trying to see a show, and I got, um... We got that one group chat with Mark and Gabe and Joey. And so, I've been trying to coordinate something. I really don't want to see, like, Morbid Angel if there's still time. Yeah, so, buddy, get out there. It's it's season. It's time for it. Yep. All right, you're the man. Until next time, this is the Great Heavy Music Podcast. Later. Yeah.